Hey, this is Naomi from Oh My Word. And if you want to know how to renew your health by removing hidden toxins, you should be listening to the Toxin Terminator with my good friend, Amy Carlson. Welcome to the Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Hey everyone, it's Amy Carlson, The Toxin Terminator, and on today's show we have Naomi DeMoss. She is a breast cancer survivor, and this diagnosis back in December of 2011 is what dove her into becoming a wellness warrior. Being diagnosed at such a young age, she really needed to take a look at why. Why was this happening to her? And found out that less than 10% of cancer diagnoses are uh, genetically related. So over 90% have to do with our lifestyle choices. And this catapulted her life into such a different uh, realm and has made all the difference in in the world. In fact, she says that this is a gift for her. You'll want to stay tuned and listen to her top four suggestions that she has if you're looking to make lifestyle changes. And in the health and wellness industry, she's going to share with us what's new and upcoming. It's called Activators. Do you want to know what that is? Make sure you tune in. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We so appreciate you. And make sure if you're liking what you're hearing that you are giving us a rating and review. And don't be afraid to share with your friends. Naomi, we are so glad to have you on the show today. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Amy. It's so exciting that I met Naomi through some mutual friends of mine, uh, actually through uh, some friends down in Arizona, and she is a wellness warrior just like I am with such a powerful story that I think starts everything for you uh, with surviving breast cancer. So let's just dig into that, and can you tell us when you had that diagnosis? Yes, so I was diagnosed in December of 2011. So I'm coming up to eight years already, Amy. That's one of those things that people were like, you were young. Did it run in your family? I get all these questions asked all the time. I was, you know, an athlete. I seemed to be eating clean at the time, which I thought, uh, which I now have learned so much about what health and wellness really truly is because of this journey. But I will say to you that being a breast cancer survivor has been actually a gift And I know people look at me like cross-eyed when I say that, but it truly has because it's changed every area of my life. And I'm just so full of gratitude that I have a second chance. I had two tumors when I was diagnosed. Um, I felt the one, the other one I didn't feel. So it was actually a blessing that I had two because I said time I would have ever felt the other one. It, It would have been probably stage four throughout my whole body. So you found this yourself? I did. Okay. Self-exam. So self-exams are really important. And because I was under the age of 40, you know, mammograms were not on my radar. Right. Um, And now I, what I also do now is I educate people. I truly educate about health and wellness, especially around prevention and what we can be doing. I don't think people realize that 
there's so many tools that are out there that might not be mainstream. Right. But we need to know about like thermography. I'm totally passionate. So it's, it's one of these areas that once you go down, I go down this rabbit hole too often, Amy, but there's so much great information. So I tell people it's been a lot of silver linings because I've been able to help and give hope to so many people that are recently diagnosed. That, that is wonderful to hear. And so I want to kind of dive in just a little bit more about some meat and potatoes you put out on the table here. So you talk about it being a gift. And I hear that time and time again with some cancer survivors. One of the first questions since you were so young that, that you said you get is, does it, run, does it run in the family? Can you share some of the things that you have found out about a cancer diagnosis that maybe age is not necessarily mean anything or genetics. Is that? That is absolutely true. hundred percent true. They actually say less than 10% is genetic. It is really has to do with our lifestyle and our environment, Amy. Those are the biggest things. And these are not just hearsay things. These are actually you can go and see the research done, and there's a website called PubMed.gov, which is the National Institution of Health Library, and you can actually find these articles that they are talking about this. It's a growing sector that I know you and Amy, we've been talking about is nutrigenomics and epigenetics. These are the growing sciences that are coming, and that's why people need to pay attention, because if you think about it, people are getting sicker, younger, and younger. Yet we have more technology now, people shouldn't be. So then it makes you stop to think like, hmm. What's going on? Why why is it? Yeah. I remember growing up, uh, and I think most of us can probably attest to that, is when I was a child and you heard the word cancer, it was few and far in between. And there weren't too many people affected by cancer or cancer diagnosis. But yet today... My grandchildren are going to grow up as though it's a common ailment. Oh, it is. They say one in two. Isn't one, that? One, yeah. And you see the stats were one to eight for breast cancer, and it's now going to be one in two. Like, okay. Pretty much like every other person. All right. So let's, you say it was a gift and a silver lining and you, we've already established that only 10% or less of all cancer cases are genetic. So what can we do in a lifestyle change? If, if 90% is lifestyle, what's most important? What do we need to be looking at? Oh, Wow. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm putting I, you on the spot right away, aren't you I? You are, you are, but I love this. Sometimes I feel like I overwhelm people because sometimes people just roll their eyes at me, me and I just say, just wait. You'll, I know you're going to think that I'm crazy, but just wait. So I do believe all of our technology right now, the Wi Fi, that is like a big thing because what it's doing is it's disrupting our sleep. Right. And we really do need proper sleep. And I don't think people think about that. We go to bed, we're reading on, you know, our tablets, we're reading on our phones. And what is happening is that blue light is disrupting our sleep cycles. It is, you know, it's given us a false sense of, oh, it's daylight. Our hormones are going off balance. Right. And that's what is happening a lot. So I think the whole Wi-Fi 
um, people are very sensitive and because of our genes, everyone's genetic makeup is different. So you might not be sensitive. You know, for me, I can tell my one daughter is extremely sensitive. If she's had her iPad or if she's had her cell phone with her nonstop, she is a totally different kid than versus if she's just been out in nature. Right. Right. And that's where a lot of people will recognize that. So I tell people all the time, you know, stop wearing the smartwatches, the Fitbits. I'm not a fan of those because it's, it's emitting EMFs into our body. And what is that doing? It's breaking down our cells. Right. So that's one area I think people have to really realize is as much as we love the technology, we have to take a break from it. And right. also our mind, our mind needs that break. You know, people, you and I were talking about this, Amy, how everyone thinks it's just exercise and eating is what wellness <laughs> is. And it's not, we need to rest our brains. We are not resting them. We're yeah. not taking time to meditate and prayer and just being quiet. Well, we're such a society of go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Everything is busy, busy, busy. It's on the go. And, and we're not taking that time to just sit back. And unfortunately, so many times it doesn't happen until you are sick that you realize, hey, I needed to do this for myself. So technology, limiting technology, limiting your exposure to the technology. That's a great first start. Um, And again, Listeners, we don't want to overwhelm you. Naomi and I totally understand that because there's everybody's got something, right? But if cancer is is 90% our lifestyle, I think it's so important that we really talk about those things that we can do. Uh, yeah. Okay, so we've got... Go ahead. So that another one that I don't think people realize is our emotional health. Our emotional or mental health is really important. And there has been studies, and I think this is like one of the best studies that, and it's, you probably could do it at home, is they'll take two plants and they'll tell one plant, I hate you, you're ugly, whatever it is. And then they will tell the other plant, you're so beautiful. You bring me so much love and joy. We are vibrations. We are energy. And that truly, and if you harbor hatred if you harbor stuff what it's doing to the inside of you it's it's sad because i know so many of i'm unfortunately so many survivors that were doing everything from a holistic standpoint right amy they were juicing every day they were doing this you know clean clean diet but they still either harbored fear or a lot of anger Right. And there is a book that I love. Um, it's called Radical Remission by Kelly Turner. Turner. And, okay. And the reason why I love this book is she interviews, I think, maybe nine or 10 people throughout the world that were diagnosed with late stages of cancer. Okay. She worked at Harvard at the time when she started to talk to all these people. She started to realize, like, what are the nine key things that these people all have in common that they now have overcome and are still thriving. Even though their doctors said, I'm sorry, there's nothing else we can do for you. Basically go home and get your affairs in order. I'm sorry. Right. And they're still living. And a lot of it had to do with that emotional side of things. And I don't think people realize that if you harbor, you know, so much anger, or if you had such trauma in your past, if you don't do some healing around that, 
it's, it's going to literally eat you alive. Yes, I, I believe that 100%. There is um, so much study done on the power of our words. You know, you alluded to a study on plants, their study on water, the yes. shape of molecules, you know, the water molecules as well. That, you know, it doesn't take anything really to understand that the power of our words, and, and it doesn't have to be the spoken word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thoughts that we have going on it. in our head is, is that. That's going to create the actions. That's going to create the words that we're speaking. And we have that ability to stop that and, and reprogram that and readjust that. So emotional healing. Awesome, Naomi. That is fantastic. Where else would you say we want to look? Well, obviously our food, our food sources. Right. Um, we want to really start to eat more r- real food. And I think so many times people think real food is, you know, stuff that's in the boxes. (laughs) It's not, you know, we want food that's been alive. We want more fruits and vegetables in our diet. Um, I always try people tell people if you can buy organic, especially off the dirty dozen list, do that. I realize not everyone can afford to buy organic for everything. So at least look at that, look at that list and, figure out what you can buy off of that. Like there's certain things that I'm like, I will always buy organic. One of the top dirty things is strawberries. The amount of pesticides that are sprayed on them. Yes. It's unreal. Yes. So our food sources are key. That's one thing that I really think that people need to pay attention to. And then also in regards to what we are putting on our bodies as well. You know, that's a big thing. I stop to think about like deodorants. This is one that always comes to my mind right away because I used a deodorant that was, you know, clinically proven to help (laughs) reduce sweat. I won't say the name. You don't have to. (laughs) And then I used the clinical strength of that. And I look back now and I think that's going right into my lymph nodes, which is right into the breast area. Right. So it's just, and then you stop to think about, all right, well, breast cancer is on the rise and the type of breast cancer that's most common is estrogen positive. Right. Well, there's so many things that are mimicking estrogen that's out there, you know. And I, and here's the, here's the really sad fact about that, Naomi, is, um, it's not just deodorant. And then you, we speak of deodorant and deodorant is being linked into not just breast cancer, but Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. And then we have to think about those things that we are using as women that are estrogen mimicking, uh, you know, in our personal care products, like our, what we're washing our bodies with and, you know, things with parabens and phthalates in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking to a, a gentleman that created some software for your your computer, not not mobile device, but your actual computer. So it it will, uh, as you're loading your cart from products from say Amazon, it's mm-hmm. going to be like a shield. And if if you put products in it that are unsafe for the body, it'll tell you and why it's unsafe, and so that you can make a choice of getting something better. Isn't that cool? My word, that is huge. Yeah, it's it's really big. Um, he's going to be on later, but he talked about 
over in Europe, in the European nations, when we talk about personal care products, they have banned, I don't know what the, the actual number is. Naomi, have you seen that? I've actually seen that and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But the EU, what they will allow for different like, you know, perfumes or cosmetic stuff. It's, and because that was my background. I worked for Maybelline. Right. I was in corporate forever. And what was allowed, you know, here in the States versus over there, it's night and day. It's like their list is, you know, they probably have banned like thousands. And here we have like 20, you know, it's like one, it's like ridiculous. Uh, it's yeah, And that's similar to the food as well. I have had friends that have worked for major box corporations and the food sources and same thing. They would have to make a different type of yogurt that will be made to ship over to the EU versus what we are consuming over here. And that's even different from state to state here within the United States. There will be actual products that get labeled differently, say, in California than they're labeled in New York. Yeah. Prop 65 is a huge thing in California. If you go there and you look at their grocery store shelves, they will all label like Prop 65, which means saying this is a carcinogen that it might cause cancer. And so you can see that when you see that label right there in front of your face, you're like, hmm, okay, maybe I need to make a healthier choice. Maybe it's not the one that I want to make. Okay. I think we digressed here. (laughs) But that's okay. I I want people. So we're we're talking about the emissions from technology. We're talking about the emotional health. We're talking about our food sources and our personal care. So these were all changes that you made yourself in when you had your diagnosis and, and made such a huge difference for you personally, correct? Absolutely. Is there any one, you know, like if somebody says, oh my gosh, I'm dealing with a diagnosis as well as now all of this stuff, it's too much for me. I can't do all of it at the same time. Would you say, you know, are, is it more like a personal thing? It's, you know, it's personal for each person because mm-hmm. um, depending on if they have a lot of emotional baggage, that might be an area that I'll say we need to address that first. Right. So let's let our listeners know, Naomi is a consultant. So you are getting your certification in holistic, you, you tell it because I'll okay. top it up. So I'm doing an international holistic wellness coaching program and it has to do with all the new sciences, Amy, that are coming. It's on epigenetics, nutrigenomics, and glycobiology. And it's just phenomenal. Like I've, I've been totally blessed. I actually did a Facebook live with the woman that started this program. And I love it because she is an RN. It's her background. She's originally from the U S but she has lived in the Netherlands for the past 20 years. She has seen medical from this side as well as medical from across the pond. Right. Across the pond. I love it. So I, I like that this is where you're going with things and that people can reach you to set up a consultation with you. This is what you do. This is what you're passionate about, correct? I am. I truly am. I'm very passionate about health and wellness, but I'm also just passionate about people being successful in their life. Right. So I do some business coaching as well because of this, because I just, it's, it all sort of comes together, Amy. Yep. It, it sure does. It's like the life coaching sector. It's sort of, you know, it's a whole package. You, you can't just clean up one area. And, and, not, uh, 
Yeah, exactly. I shared with you before, uh, you know, we got this area kind of clean and, and, and my, my, um, sinful little nature here has this area that's not clean and and it's like we're working on it it's all a, a an act of progress and i think that's important for people to know so what's your website where can people get a hold of you if they would want to have you help them well first of all i, I have a huge following on social media so right. you know nami it's nami damas and n-a-o-m-i last name is damas d as in dog a m a S K. How to spell my own name? Oh my word! Um, but my website is ohmyword.net, which is you'll hear me probably say this throughout the podcast a million times as I say, "Oh my word!" It's my, my trademark. <laughs> It's your go-to phrase with Oh My Word. I love it. So ohmyword.net, they can get a hold of you and just find you on Facebook, Instagram at Naomi Damask. Uh, I, I love it. Now you talk about with, um, and, I, and I love this because I believe this too. We talked about people being um, energy, loving, breathing, and everybody is a little bit different. My body chemistry is different than yours. So when we talk about biohacking, we're really hearing that as a buzzword in health and wellness right now. That really gets into the individual. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what exactly biohacking is and what it means for us on the health and wellness journey? Yes. So basically, we have a chance to change our gene expressions. I think so many times people think, oh, we are just born with these set of genes. Like, oh, my grandpa had heart problems. My, you know, mom had heart problems. So I guess, you know, I'm going to have a heart attack by the age of 54. Wrong wrong, wrong. We realize a lot of it has to also do with lifestyle. Like you think about these patterns and that's where epigenetics comes into play. But right. we have a chance with biohacking to actually go back and change our gene expressions. So we can downregulate or we can upregulate. And so I think the perfect example is like food. If you went to go eat McDonald's every day, what is going to happen to your body? it's going to probably start to break down. Right. Versus if you're like, all right, you know, you hear people all the time that will say, wow, I started eating kale salads and something else and I just feel so good. Well, we're, we are fueling our body with the proper things. And I think that's when we start to just tune in and listen to what's going on. I think that's really what is important. But biohacking is just changing your genes. I mean, exercise, when you exercise, you're biohackers. Right, right. So, so biohacking is not really anything new. It's just a way that we're actually talking to people and addressing. And biohacking becomes very personal to mm-hmm. the, the individual. That when we talk about biohacking, yes, it's changing genes, but it's your genes. It's changing how things work for you. Yeah. Um, and it's actually, here's a little tidbit. It's actually been added to the dictionary. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So that's biohacking and you, and you went into epigenetics with this too. Now I've heard about epigenetics, but I bet a lot of our listeners haven't. Can you share with us what that, that is? Epigenetics has to do once again with our environment and also then having to do with our gene expressions is basically what it, what it really has to do with. So epigenetics, it can be passed down and what they're studying as well is it's all environmental and that goes back to your lifestyle. 
So like a high cholesterol. Yeah. So, you know, my husband, I remember being at the cardiologist's office with him very early on when he was diagnosed with high cholesterol and him saying, oh, it runs in the family. My mom had it, her, you know, it's that mentality, right? Yes. Um, Love it. So, so, okay, we're talking a lot about some things that you've done to change your personal lifestyle in order to overcome. Now, when you made those changes in your personal lifestyle, Naomi, did you also receive medical treatment too? Because I think that's important for people to understand that sometimes we hear um, people say you must only go on a natural way. And, and I think there's a real marrying of the two communities. Absolutely, Amy. And I love that you bring this up because, you know, when I was exploring, when I got diagnosed, I went out to say, all right, I'm going to interview every single breast cancer survivor that will talk to me. I want to hear what they did for their journey, you know, what they did for their surgeries and all. I did my homework and I sort of made my own choice. And the one thing that I wanted is I wanted to do more of the all natural. We lived in the city of Chicago at the time and there was, I mean, fantastic hospitals there, but I really wanted to go to this one more alternative hospital. And my husband's like, absolutely not. You can green juice all you want afterwards, but you have two little girls. And at the time I had a preschool and a first grader Mm -hmm. and he was like, no, well, I did not want to do chemo. That was my biggest thing. I was like, no. So what I did is I negotiated. So I tell everyone, guess what? You need to be your own advocate. This is your body mm-hmm. you need to make up your mind what you want to do. So I did do a bilateral mastectomy and I did do chemo, but I negotiated and only did four rounds of it. Okay. And, you know, I was blessed to have an oncologist that, you know, would work with me. Some oncologists probably would have said, uh-uh, either you do it my way or no way. And he was like, all right, I, I won't argue with you. Right. And so, you know, I am so happy. And people all the time will, you know, I, I get it because I am in the world of the cancer world. And there is so difference of opinions when it comes to this. And I truly say everyone has to do what you think is best for you. Yes. And you know what? I have no regrets. I don't live my life with regrets. That's one thing I don't. I'm happy. Given at the time, I made the best decisions that I could basically make for myself. Now I continue to build on that, um, but I have no regrets. I am happy I did chemo, you know, because at the time, that's what I really felt is what I needed to do. Right. You know, it was right. something that, you know, if I didn't do it, my husband, it would have just, it, it could have ruined our marriage. And that's the other thing is I'm very open and honest is if you do get diagnosed, I don't care if you think you have a rock solid marriage, go see a counselor together because you never know any type of diagnosis, not even cancer, but something else. Right. That's the reason why people are out there. Right. And, and because it's, you just don't know what, uh, what wedges, you know, it just will help you get that level of support that you both need for each other. And because they need support, you need support as you're working through it. I love that you share how you work through this because I, I don't want our listeners to think I only can do it this way or I only can do it that way. I, I want people to know that, you know, you're as unique as I am, as Naomi is, and you have to do what's what works for you. So. Exactly. Exactly, Amy. And I think that's what's so important is 
for someone to say, this is what you need to do. No, you need to be the one that makes up that decision. And I think, you know, marrying the Eastern and Western philosophies to me is the best way of doing it. Right. There's a reason why we have Western medicine and I'm happy we do have it. Right. And I believe that too, 100%. And I think that, um, oh, I don't remember what I think now. (laughs) There was something I was just thinking about. um, But anyways, I I just, I am so glad for the opportunities that we have and the the abilities that we have to, you know, move forward these things. Now, um, you talk a lot on some of your Facebook pages. You've got a closed group that does a lot of uh, work with the lymphatic system. And, you know, my uh, podcast is called The Toxin Terminator. So we've touched on a lot through our food sources, through our personal care. But the lymphatic system is really a big part of our detox system. And I know this is a newer area for you, but would you like to share a little bit about what you're finding out about the lymphatic system and how this is kind of an exciting um, area for you? Absolutely. So I started a Facebook group, a closed Facebook group last year, and I actually did it because I needed my own accountability. Okay. Um, Because I do things every day at least I we write and we fall off the bandwagon and so I was not doing the things that I needed to do to help move my lymphatic system and our lymphatic system is basically it's what's going to take out the garbage in our in our body and it's one of our systems that are in our body that is not linked to a major organ and so we really have to like pump it like manually move it through our body And I don't think most people understand what the lymphatic system is. The only thing that they know is if someone gets a diagnosis with cancer, they'll automatically say, well, was it in their lymph nodes? Because they know that it's bad if it's been in their lymph nodes. Right. Yet don't understand anything else about it. So our lymphatic system is, it's so important because it's actually linked to our immune system. Right. And that's what we really need to do. So some of the things that I do in my lymphatic system is I, I talk about how dry brushing by stimulating the lymphatic system by using a dry brush is really important and how we need to be doing this on a daily basis. Um, I also talk about rebounding, like those little mini trampolines that many people like our grandparents probably had back in the day and were like, why do they have a trampoline? Well, now I'm like, oh my word, it's great. We need to rebound because it's an up-down motion that really is pumping the lymphatic system. Um, hot, cold showers. You know, the, the um, craniotherapy is becoming really big right now, which if you stop to think about it, that has to go back to like the Finnish people. You know, those people were all about doing jumping in the freezing cold waters and then running and getting into their saunas right. and back and forth. And that's really what, you know, it is because that helps pump the lymphatic system. So I just want people to realize that this is a growing area. It's there's more and more research starting to come out in regards to it. It's still really in untouched medical area. I will say that. So when I started to go to look up more stuff, um, there's not a ton of stuff out there. It's, you know, it's one you really have to start to dig to understand. Right. And what, and so far, what I found out with the lymphatic system is some of the things that they say are signs that maybe it's not working as well as it needs to be are a lot of the symptoms that we see in, for instance, toxin overload. Well, but that might be a correlation of why you have some of the same symptoms, because like you said, it's a garbage removal. 
And that's where it, it comes in with the digestive and the detox system is it's moving everything out of the body. Yeah, that's a great point. Because like, if you have brain fog, why, why is it? Why are we having these things? If you're constipated, what is it? Well, it's not moving properly through our body. And how can we remove it? So awesome. yeah. So the dry brushing is one area, the, the rebounding is another area to really help. Boy, we've sure given our listeners quite a few helpful tips this uh, episode, don't you think? I think so. I, yeah, I mean, I could sit here and talk to you all day about this subject. <laughs> <laughs> it's all fun. Now, do you see anything on the forefront? Do you see anything up and coming that we need to be paying attention to? Or, or maybe it's not even anything new. It's something that's old that we need to really start tuning back into. Well, one thing that is a growing area that you're going to see more of in the future is um, instead of using supplements, you're going to start to use more what is called activators. And okay. so they are realizing that our bodies have our own antioxidant enzymes in our bodies that we need to learn to turn on. So some of them that are really important is SOD, which is superoxide dismutate, and glutathione. Um, if you ever listen to anything from Dr. Mark Hyman, he talks a lot about glutathione. Right. And these are, are, you know, our own antioxidants right. and how if you take an activator, how they will stimulate different pathways in our bodies. So you'll hear more and more about pathways that we need to be training certain pathways on in our body. And that's going to be the biggest thing where, where it's actually going is activation versus supplementation. I love it. Well, and I have a, a, a doctor, Dr. Wanker, that I have listened to in the past where he talks about supplements are simply supplements. They are, if you're not eating appropriately, that's what they're designed for. If we're eating appropriate, you know, appropriately, then you, you don't have to take the amount of supplements for it, that others are. Um, and there's so much so much with the world of supplements that, that, you know, how do you know what is a good supplement? What is it not a good supplement? Because there can be supplements that are actually causing more harm to our body than it is good. Um, yeah. 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 That is, and most of the supplements people don't realize are synthetic. Right. Good majority of those. And you have to be really careful because if you're taking a, like a certain B vitamin, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one that I, it really comes to mind is a lot of times people will take folic acid, right? You know, they'll take those in their prenatal. Folic acid is a synthetic form of B vitamin that if you have what is called MTHFR, yes, you can't methylate properly. And that can actually do more harm than good to your body. So I've had so many people come to me and be like, this is what I'm all taking. And I will say, um, garbage, 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 because it's doing more harm than good to your body. <laughs> garbage, garbage. Now, ta uh, you brought up the MHTFR, which sounds really nasty, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, it's known as the mother <laughs> blank blank gene. <laughs> uh, so tell us, you know, because not everybody knows what that is. Um, and, oh. and we're seeing, our, I'm seeing more and more of, of people finding out that they do have this gene. Don't they say about 55% of of the population has this gene? We do. So there is, if you want to really understand genes and like the MTHFR, there's another one called COMT. These are gene SNPs. And there is a gentleman by um, 
the name of Dr. Ben Lynch. Okay. He has a book called Dirty Jeans. And I think it's a great, great book um, because then people can really start to like listen to him, sort of understand more about why is it that you'll hear people saying, I know it's a, it's a tough, uh, very, how I'm trying to think of the words I want to say, one of those subjects that people don't want to address, but the whole like back damage, why some of these kids are truly, and I do know that kids are vaccinated, then they do become damaged. I do know that it's a fact. And the reason is, is if you understand that you might have different gene snips in your body, and if you're already born dirty, and that's what's happening, and Amy, you've probably have actually talked about this, how kids before, when they're born, how many actually toxic chemicals they are now finding in them versus before, like when you and I were born, it wasn't. Yep. I think, I think the last study I saw there, um, when they test the umbilical board, uh, umbilical cord blood, uh, it's over 200 uh, toxic chemicals are found. I mean, they haven't even been out in the environment yet. Yeah. And that's just it. So you think about it, you are already behind the eight ball. You're just like, you, you can't even get ahead of it. So if you have one of these gene snips like MTHFR that you cannot use your methylation properly to detox. And then all of a sudden you are taking on whatever it else is into your body. You are not processing properly. And our, our liver is our biggest processor in our body right. is an organ. And so if it's already blocked and then you put more stuff in it, it's just like, that's when our bodies explode. And that's why we're seeing, you know, an increase of autoimmune disorders. Right. Oh, that's a whole nother topic with the autoimmune disorders. And I want to make sure that we don't run out of time here because we are, I could go on and on with you, Naomi. You are such a wealth of information. Um, But I want to go back to, we talked about the um, breast cancer diagnosis and the things that you did. And obviously when you're being diagnosed with cancer, such a hard time in life, but the changes that you made for yourself you alluded to it at the very beginning of how it changed every facet of your life. Can you share more about that with us? I want to leave our listeners with, you know, the good fluffy stuff. Oh, so you know what? Um, Being a mom of two girls, I truly feel that I, when I hug them now, Amy, and I get choked up still talking about this. I truly feel the love. It's not just a hug. Like I just have so much more appreciation for life because I just know that I'm like, I am totally blessed and we all, all of us are blessed. Right. We shouldn't take it for granted. And so I think that's one of the blessings is that, and I just, I went on this personal growth journey. So I thought, all right, God, you've given me another chance. What am I going to do? Right. I really want to work on areas of my life that I can improve, work on relationships, because I think that is so key is to have healthy relationships mm-hmm. and set up boundaries too. You right. know, I'm not going to be around people that are going to be negative and nitpicky. Like, no, I'm not. Um, so I think those are some of the things that I absolutely love that I've changed in my life. And just, I learned to say no. Yeah. I was a perfectionist. And it didn't serve me well. You know, I was the rim mom. I did everything. You, you look at my parties. Um, 
they were amazing. I would throw <laughs> birthday parties like no one's business. But the stress that I put on myself, it's not worth it. Right. Like, learn to say no. Yeah. And you'll be a better person. I love that. I love that. Naomi, you have been a blessing to us. And I, I know there are going to be so many lives touched by your story and touched by your expertise. And I just want to make sure that our listeners know, you know, look up Naomi uh, Damas and on social media. When we air the show, all of this will be in the show notes. Uh, he will link all that in. And if you would like one-on-one consultation, make sure that you get a hold of Naomi. I know that she's got um, certain products that she's going to recommend that you use, um, as we all do. And I encourage you to do that. So Naomi, thank you for opening up and being um, just so real with us and, and our audience. Oh, thank you so much, Amy, for having me. I mean, this has been great. I love, love, love getting to know new people. And I know you're up to big things. And I love that you're taking a stand and, you know, being out there and really talking about, you know, the toxic things and being that toxic terminator. So thank you for (laughs) doing what you're doing. It's awesome. You bet. And is there anything you'd like to leave um, on the last note with our listeners? Um, I would probably say don't get overwhelmed. Don't like throw your hands up in the air and, and also probably the biggest piece of advice is the 80, 20 rule. Yes. Yes. Love that. Love that. All right. Thank you so much, Naomi. Thank you. That's all for this episode of the Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E carlson.com. And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.